Welcome to Behind the Brands. So, you found us. <laughs> well done, you. Our little podcast all about the fashion industry. Let me just tell you about the host and the creator of this podcast. The guy's from the UK and his name is Warren Parker Mills. Warren's literally worked with some of the best people in the business and met some incredible brands along the way. Now he feels it's time to kind of do things a little differently. He'll be catching up with amazing storytellers from across the globe as they share some of those unwritten secrets that they've managed to figure out for themselves. From brands you'll recognize to small artisan creators that have mastered their craft. You'll hear about their collections, sales, and their ongoing quest for sustainability. So if you're an aspiring designer, an influencer, or just a massive fan of listening to fascinating conversation, stay right where you are. Hey folks, I'm back. Yes, I am. And thank you so, so much for joining me. It's been a busy start to the year, but I'm back. I'm back with series four of the podcast. I'm so excited um, because, again, I'm going to be bringing you amazing stories from wonderful storytellers from around the world and kind of going behind their brands, which is exactly what this podcast is about. So um, and actually today is is no exception. I'm joined in conversation with two people behind the revolutionary circular brand called Honest. Um, they're from Belgium. They are super, super talented. If you've not checked them out, do so already. Uh, take a look at their website. Take a look at their Instagram. But this episode is a real must, actually, if you're interested in production and innovation and and really just getting an understanding of a brand with impeccable social and environmental values. So, um, as I say, I hope you enjoy this. It's been a while, so stick with me. And the normal drill, as you all know, is uh, I will finish off with a little bit of conversation at the end but in the meantime let's jump straight in hey good morning eva and lander from honest how are you guys doing are you good very good thank you warren good morning excellent good morning good morning, good morning eva hi, hi. good morning <laughs> Good morning. Um, welcome to the show. This is the um, this is the first show of series four, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you guys on. Um, I do know a little bit about you guys, thankfully, um, which is which is great. But I really want to find out a little bit more about your business. I want to find out about Honest. I want to find out what's happened in the past, what's going on in the future, and more importantly, how you're gonna how you're gonna create a real change in the industry because I think that's something that is very very much over um, over needed shall we say so before we start let's have a little bit of an intro and find out a little bit and either one of you Landa or Eva uh, which one of you wants to kind of give us a bit of an overview of of what Honest is all about really Landa over to you my friend what, what's Honest all about? Honest is a is a apparel company, uh, and we started off with denim. And our mission is actually very simple: we want to dress the world in a more honest way. Uh, so that actually means that if we uh, design uh, clothing uh, or apparel uh, in general, that we design that uh, following the principles of the circular economy. So what we try to do is we try to avoid circular design mistakes, uh, not only in the product but also uh, in terms of uh, the process. So um, we optimize every step of our production process to make sure that uh, our product is as sustainable as possible and then also circular in the end. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it really is an incredible brand. You know, as you know, I've been in the industry a long, long time and 
and feel a sense of redemption, shall we say, for, for some of the some of the mistakes I've made. Well, not me personally, but the industry's made. And I've I've been part of decision making processes where I've just thought, you know what, we could do so much better. And what I love about your brand is the fact that you've re-engineered the whole process in probably one of the most challenging categories, which is denim to start with. Um, and yeah. I think that in itself is 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 unbelievable. Um, and I know we're gonna. I want to really get. I want to dig really deep into this process because I'm just fascinated with with how it all works and and what you're trying to do because you are trying to trailblaze. And with that also comes a lot of responsibility and also mistakes. And I want to hear some of the some of the challenges you've also had as well. So, Ava, do you want to give us a little bit of background to you and and how you started in this industry, you know, what's your background yeah. and, and, and what you do within Honest now, that would be great. Yeah, of course. My academic background is uh, business engineering, which is a joint degree uh, that combines economics and, let's say, science. And throughout my studies, I became more and more uh, on a personal level interested in sustainability, but it's also mm -hmm. what I chose for my, um, for my master's as such. And then, I mean, I always had a strong sense for and, 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 uh, and pulled towards fashion just because of the yeah, ability to express your, your personality, your mood. I just really like the creative side of it. And then when I got really um, more intrigued into the sustainable side of business, let's say, through my studies, mm -hmm. uh, I got also introduced to concepts such as the circular economy and really alternative models to do things in a better way. Yeah. And then I felt like, okay, maybe circular or sustainable fashion is like, yeah, the, the sweet spot, let's say, of everything that I care about. Yeah. So then I, uh, I kind of yeah, specialized in that throughout my further studies. And that's how I kind of ended up in the sustainable fashion niche segment, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, I've been with almost for one and a half years now, I think, and um, yeah, I'm really looking after everything that's production, product, and sustainability. So I'm kind of safeguarding what we make uh, and make sure that we make it in the most sustainable, both for the environment and the, for the people um, way possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's quite a small team, you know, and, and I know you kind of class yourself as a startup, which I actually love, even though I know there's, you know, there's a little bit of weight behind what you are doing, and you know, with regards to profile, you know, the, the idea and the concept is really starting to create some momentum, which is, which is amazing. Um, so from a, from a design point of view, how are you just, I just want to touch on that, if I may. So do you have designers in house or are you, are you using freelancers or what's the process behind the, the actual design product? So we work with an amazing freelancer that is uh, very experienced when it comes to denim because denim is very, a very specific product. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to have a lot of knowledge about the fabric, about the fit, um, yeah. etc. So we work with an amazing freelancer uh, to kind of complement our team in that sense. And we, we develop uh, and envision our, our collection together with him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's his name let's shout him out Ant who is it anthony anthony, anthony all right okay, he, deserves, cool. he deserves a shout out he, he deserves, deserves a shout out, out. Yeah. shout out to anthony <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and lando what about you what's um what's your role within the business well first of all let's let's backtrack a bit what's what's your background what's your overall background uh, my background, my professional background is actually in um over i started at least uh working at a 3pl so that was organizing or is organizing the fulfillment for uh, companies as ASOS and Zalando. Mm -hmm. uh, and with that knowledge, I actually started my own consultancy uh, business uh, where I focused more upon 
um, yeah, companies uh, wanting to move in the, the B2C e-commerce or B2B e-commerce sphere, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, one day I, I got introduced uh, to, to Honest and uh, yeah, I was very excited. So uh, I joined the team as, uh, as the CEO and, uh, and co-founder. Uh, to uh, yeah, really start uh, accelerating uh, the brand. Uh, that was a yeah. mission, or is the mission? Wow, it's amazing. You know, and I, I've been on your website, and I've obviously looked through the through you know the imagery, which is really strong. By the way, I think it's it's quite strange, really, because many years ago, sustainable or organic, or you know that that type of product always looked quite beige. You know, it always looked very uncomfortable to some extent, although the values were there, it just didn't look very appealing. And over the last couple of years, some brands, um, which we can talk about a little later on, um, have really kind of lifted the bar with regards to the appeal of the product. And actually, when you actually buy it and then you get it home and you really do realize then that there is so much more than just amazing product, you've got a great purpose behind the business as well so but you know your website has got some really interesting quotes one from Forbes and one from L and I want to pick up on the one from L because they actually said you were the world's most sustainable gene um how do you quantify that I mean what what kind of things make you feel that you know you the honest product is so so good do you want to explain that Mm -hmm. a little bit Eva yeah of course so the problem with traditional genes let's say um Mm -hmm. is multifaceted or the problems are multifaceted you have water consumption you have chemical consumption you have co2 emissions Uh, and you could actually say that the traditional pair of genes or it has been proven that a traditional pair of genes requires up to seven thousand liters of water just to be produced throughout the production uh cycle let's say uh, you need a a total of seven thousand liters of water and what we actually do is we, as Lander already shortly explained, is we, we use old clothing that has been worn as our resource. Mm-hmm. And also throughout our, our production chain, value chain, we're very conscious of the impacts that we are creating. And with the, yeah, implementing the circular ethos methodology throughout our design, but also throughout our production, we are actually able to save um, 6,600 39 liters of water per (laughs) pair of jeans that we create. So it's 95% of water that we save. We only use um, 360 liters of water to produce one pair of jeans. We calculate this through scientific research, which is called life cycle um, assessment. And throughout doing this research, we actually have the data to prove that uh, from the brands that are out there, we are actually saving the most of water, the most CO2 compared to the industry standard. Amazing. I mean, that really, really is incredible. And, you know, there's a lot of water used, obviously, in growing the cotton and processing the cotton and ginning the cotton and all those types of processes. So um, you've kind of circumnavigated that, really, by putting a solution in place to a real problem, i.e., what do you do with your old genes? And you guys harvest them, as you call it, which I absolutely love. So do you want to tell us, Landa, do you want to tell us a little bit about that process and how that works? How do you how do you harvest all these amazing, well, these genes to then turn into amazing genes? Yeah, so when, when we started with, with Honest, uh, it was our mission to create the world's most sustainable genes. So that, was, that was the idea, actually, behind, uh, uh, behind the start of Honest. And why jeans? Because like Eva said, like all the challenges of an industry come together in this one product uh, in terms of, of water, in terms of uh, chemicals, 
that you have with the dyes, but also with the washes and so forth. So as we started, uh, it was our mission to create a, a sustainable jeans, but also a circular jeans. And uh, then you start with the product with the lowest impact, and that's jeans that already exists. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means worn out jeans. So once a, once a year, uh, we will actually uh, organize a harvesting period where we'll ask consumers to bring in their old uh, pair of jeans. Uh, so we will receive them and we will receive them in, in stores uh, that are selling on us. Uh, but we also work with socially economy partners that would install a uh, honest collection box. From the moment we, we organize the harvesting period, we bring all these old genes actually together and we will need to sort them out. Uh, and we do a sortation actually on three levels. We have a, uh, a batch or a part of, uh, of that batch, which is still perfectly new actually. Um, and that's something that we will then actually give away to charity. We okay. have a part which is polluted and we see pollutions actually on two levels. And we have the pollution of people that, I don't know, did a renovation with it. So uh, the jeans has white paint stains. That's something that we can't recycle anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we have jeans uh, with a percentage of elastan. So elastan is a polyester-based product. And yep. from the moment that percentage gets too high in the specific jeans, uh, it will pollute our end product uh, in terms of uh, microplastics, but also in terms of quality. Uh, and that's something that we then uh, won't recycle as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's some those two types of pollution, let's say it gets downcycled to uh, isolation materials for cars or uh, into moving blankets, uh, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we, we, uh, we only uh, use the part of jeans uh, that's being worn out, but not polluted. And that's okay. actually the, the raw material of, uh, of the honest jeans, the jeans of our it- competition. Yeah, absolutely. The jeans that are sat in closets and wardrobes all over the world and people think I must throw those out one day and they'll, you know, they'll dispose of them. And actually, that's part of the problem, isn't it? We don't know where all this stuff goes. In fact, we do know where all this stuff goes. And as you know, when we look at 75, 75% of, of these uh, old clothing, let's say, or clothing mm-hmm. in general that's getting disposed of is being incinerated or yeah. landfilled. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, under 1% of clothing globally is being recycled, which is a phenomenal statistic when you think of the mm-hmm. amount of units that are being produced every year. So, yeah, it's it's a massive problem. And I love this this solution. So let's get this right. You're chopping up, you harvest all these genes, you chop them all up. What happens next? Yeah, um, yeah we chop them up uh, and we, we call it, we, we put them in a very big blender, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. if that's an English word, so that we create a cotton plush um, so, uh, and that, uh, that, uh, cotton plush, we will actually, uh, spin back into a new, freshly new yarn. Yeah. Uh, and we make a blend of 50% lyocell, uh, which mm-hmm. is eucalyptus based, um, uh, also cellulose based, just like cotton. And then we have 50% post-consumer cotton. And that's actually the basic yarn where we start with to produce, uh, almost fabric. And then in the end, an almost jeans. Amazing. So, okay, so you produce the jeans. What else are you doing once the product is actually produced? Because I know there's a lot of thought process into trying to be as lean as you possibly can from an environmental perspective on mm. on the applications and the production of the product. Eva, do you want to tell us about some of the other things that you're doing with regards to, you know, some of the little tricks and hacks you have to um, to follow that process through? Yeah, one of the most important things is actually our design. So because we start, the raw, our raw material is the genes of our competition, let's say. We've seen 
all the elements that make it very difficult or also impossible to recycle each stream. So you can think, for example, of metal rivets or um, very stretchy jeans that are polluted with uh, synthetic fibers mm. or uh, embroidery labels from polyester on the inside. All these elements make it very difficult to recycle or, or impossible to recycle these, uh, these worn-out jeans. So because mm. we've seen all these design mistakes, we completely, yeah, changed around, revolutionized our design. So our design, the design of an honest jeans allows it to be efficiently recycled at the end of life. And that, that means that we don't have stretch in our jeans, uh, our buttons are manually unscrewable, and all the other elements that we add to the jeans are either also natural, cellulose-based, or yeah, manually removable. So for example, we have a back patch on the back of the jeans, which is traditionally made from leather. We use yacre, which is a paper-like material. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have polyester labels on the inside, but we print all the information that uh, customers might need, like washing instructions, uh, gear yeah. instructions, uh, where the garment's made, etc., on the inside of the pockets as well. So we don't add any any, any materials to uh, to the product to make it as monomaterial as possible to facilitate the easy recycling. Mm. And then next to that, I think also throughout our whole value chain, we implement these principles of, of um, recycling uh, and minimizing impact as much as possible. So for example, um, the cutting waste that we create both in the spinning or the spinning waste and the cutting waste and the weaving waste, all this waste is always, always recycled, recycled at a high level or yeah, the highest that is possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's reused or respun. Um, and then really at the lowest tier, let's say it's, it's uh, recycled into moving blankets. So that we are also using very innovative processes to create um, our different sh shades of blue. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, you need a lot of water and very toxic, heavy chemicals to yeah. create a lighter shade um, of denim. Mm -hmm. And there we're using innovations such as laser or enzymes or ozone uh, to create lighter shades of blue, but then minus the harmful impact. And it's yeah. really cool because these, yeah, these innovations, they don't only allow us to yeah, save a lot of water and chemicals, but they are also just really cool in general. Like yeah, if you yeah, are yeah. in one of our factories, you can really imagine like a laser beam that is shine onto a jeans that made it makes it fade in terms of shape. Yeah. Yeah, so it yeah, looks yeah. super futuristic and it's just yeah. it's really cool what we can do with technology. <laughs> no, that is super cool. And actually technology in these types of processes, it, it is it is the way forward without a shadow of a doubt. So, I mean, it sounds amazing. It sounds really great. It sounds wonderful for the planet. It sounds the perfect business with regards to genes. But there must have been challenges along the way. I mean, what, what kind of things really were difficult to kind of get over or, or are still difficult to get over? Is it an education piece with with informing the end consumers? Or do you have problems? I'm sure you've got a good supply. You must have a great supply base, actually, to be able to do these types of this type of innovation. But what other things kind of come up in your in your week, guys, that you just think, oh, my gosh, I really wasn't expecting that. Or, you know, what's what what are the challenges at at the start? Definitely. Um... Uh, the supplier base was um yeah was a was a big challenge uh, mm -hmm. because like you said we we designed um jeans uh, from scratch um to be uh yeah very sustainable or the most sustainable uh, that was that was the mission uh that means actually that you come uh, to a supplier as a startup with uh yeah very limited volumes mm -hmm. and a very extensive list in terms of do's and don'ts <laughs> and uh, on yeah, we went knocking on different doors, but um, yeah, most of those doors stayed uh, stayed shut. 
So that was um, a, um, yeah, definitely a challenge that we had to overcome, but I'm very proud that we today have a very strong supplier base that mm -hmm. actually also invested uh, in Honest uh, because they also set up new processes uh, to service us. Uh, yep. And they, they believe that what we do is definitely the future of, uh, of the industry. Uh, so that that's one, and and I want to give a specific example. So if if we started, um, we we started dyeing our our jeans or dyeing the yarn, I must say, with uh, the indigo uh, powder, and um, like all, all jeans manufacturers are doing. But indigo powder in itself is a quite uh, yeah hard uh, material to work with, mm -hmm. uh, so that needs to be chemically reduced to make sure that it's uh, that it yeah, fixates actually on on the yarn. And normally that will happen with quite some uh, heavy uh, chemicals, uh, but we do it now with uh, electrolyse. Uh, so that means that the indigo powder is being uh, charged with electricity. Uh, wow. So we can save quite a bit of chemicals. So we found that supplier and, and they, they wanted to work with us. But in the next step, that freshly dyed yarn needs to be coated uh, so that the yarn is protected or at least the color is protected uh, when uh, it goes to the loom. And um, in the industry that happens with polyvinyl alcohol, we are actually uh, fluid microplastics. So on average, jeans will pollute around uh, the equivalent of a water bottle of 25 centiliters. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something, of course, that we wanted to avoid. And in our first collection, uh, we could only work with uh, Citosan, which is a uh, material or a substance that's uh, getting uh, being produced out of uh, industrial waste of um, um, yeah, lobsters and shrimps and so forth. Mm. Uh, but it's also something that we wanted to avoid in terms of a vegan perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was not possible at first, but now with that partner, we innovated and we're now using pectine, uh, what, what we get out of the white of an orange. Yeah, not all uh, challenges um, can be solved from day one. Uh, but uh, incremental innovation, let's say, um, along the way is definitely is definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you start looking into new technologies and develop more innovative ways of doing or changing what has already gone before, how do you balance the commerciality of it? Because, you know, we can all have great ideas of what we want and everything else, but how do you manage to produce a gene that isn't, you know, exorbitant amount of money? Do you understand what I mean? How do you, how do you yeah. balance this commerciality and the innovation and keeping all the values really tight? Eva, over to you. <laughs> yeah, we keep we keep an eye on, on the innovations in the market, let's say. I mean, luckily... Yeah. Sustainable fashion has been evolving um, a lot in the last years and circularity has become a major topic. So you have a lot of yeah, solutions, you know, innovations that we can use in our value chain to yeah, get better uh -huh. and better every day. But um, a lot of these innovations are not ready uh, for an industrial scale yet. So they're like lab-based, they work in a lab. Uh, you can do like small pilot productions with them, but that would mean indeed that they would be very costly to implement. Um, yeah into your supply chain straight away so there it's really working with our suppliers like uh, getting involved with innovations from yeah from the beginning um piloting them testing them and then when they are ready to scale both from an economical and a technical perspective then only implementing in, the, in them into our supply chain mm. and are, are, are other brands tapping into your 
production? Uh, you know, is, is do you offer is honest a, a, a fabric that can be bought or collaborated with other brands? Is that something that that you guys have done before, or you're looking to do in the future? Definitely, we've done this in the past. We've collaborated with lovely brands um, where we kind of. Yeah, it's a joint venture. We we have an amazing fabric, but we also have a lot of knowledge when it comes down to circularizing a product or making a product in a circular way. Mm -hmm. So we have done a collaborations in the past um, with some Belgian brands uh, like Belros. Um, we also have a very exciting collaboration in the pipeline with a with a kids brand. Okay. But we've even uh, went further than that, and we collaborated with the international music festival uh, that you might know. Uh, to, that's called Tomorrowland, and there we okay. really looked at okay, they they produce every year they produce a massive amount of t-shirts for their crew, mm. and at the end of the festival, because you know it's printed like um, Tomorrowland, and then the year of the festival, they yeah. can't they can no longer use the t-shirts because they are literally. Yeah, printed. So we really uh, sat down with them and thought, okay, how can we make those t-shirts first off? How can we make them better? How can we produce them in a better way? And then we really looked at a, a very a beautiful uh, supply chain in India that is also supporting an amazing social project there and mm -hmm. an environmental project as well um, in the form of re regenerative cotton. So we made those t-shirts in a better, more sustainable way. But then we also looked at, okay, how can we close the loop? How can we um, yeah, recycle them and make them that value change circular. Wow. So that's kind of how we collaborate with brands. So we have our fabric, of course, that we can work with, with other brands, but we also have the knowledge to really, yeah, take on this project together with them and kind of look at how they're traditional, traditionally doing things and how we can improve on that together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and just on, I mean, it's amazing. And actually, thank you for that insight, because it was really useful for me, to be perfectly truthful, to get a real deep dive into the technicalities of it all, because it is it is a science, isn't it? You know, this is mm -hmm. <laughs> creating products is a science. And um, it's really great to hear. And hopefully the listeners will also get benefit out of that. But I want to talk a little bit about the bigger picture, the bigger market, the bigger the bigger problems that we've got in the world, really, because nothing to hide is, is almost a tagline that you guys are using all the time. What's what's so good about Honest as a business with regards to their transparency? Because at the moment, a lot of um, we've got this green advisory group that has been set up in the UK, which is quite a, a really, really great thing because... You know, the UK government have looked at brands and they've looked at the messaging that brands put out into the world about their ethics and the way that they produce things. And, you know, obviously greenwashing has been a, a word that has been kind of very, very overused to some extent in, in, the, um, in the press over the last few months. But you guys are very, very transparent, aren't you? You are really clear about who you are, what you are, what the business is about and everything else. Why is that so important to you, do you think, Eva? It's important to us because we believe that true sustainability um, is also transparency. That mm -hmm. you can only truly be sustainable when you are completely transparent about what you do. And when you go onto our website, you can find in our product pages, you can find all the materials that we use uh, really down to the fiber level. You can find information about the impact of our products in terms of water, CO2 emissions. Mm -hmm. You can find information about our production partners. So not only the garment manufacturer where the garments are sewn, but also the fabric supplier, the yarn suppliers are really mm -hmm. deep down the value chain. And you can really get lost almost in our website in terms of information and, and technical information as well, uh, but also impact data and, and um yeah, just sharing all of that is very important to us because it allows people to know uh, what is happening. And also in that way, we can 
show not only that we know the environmental impact of our products, but we also mm -hmm. know on a personal level who's involved in making them. Yeah, and it's that okay. transparency to us that is really um, sustainability. Yeah, showing yeah. that yeah, what we use in terms of materials impact, also who's making our products, who's involved uh, in every level of the value chain. And then also next to that, we think that um, just we aren't perfect yet. I mean, we, 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 we really, our mission is to dress the world in a more honest way and not make compromises on style, sustainability and, uh, and quality, but mm -hmm. it's a journey. And, and we are today um, very happy that we've developed jeans that have 65% recycled cotton. Mm -hmm. uh, 56 actually sometimes 56, numbers are yeah. 56 numbers aren't always my best <laughs> 56 five six percent um but of course it's a continuous journey and we'll always start improving and improving but there will be hurdles and challenges along the way so yeah. we also have nothing to hide in that sense you know like there will be challenges and we will also be openly sharing them um, with our community or with anyone who's interested and wants That's to amazing. listen That's so that amazing. we can yeah, learn from it also together yeah, sorry, Landon. Yeah, please. more specifically, that actually means that we will set up a hall of fail where we will celebrate uh, the things uh, that didn't work out, uh, mm. that we tried, or the I things that. that we still need to innovate. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we really believe that a, a company that, is, um, that has, has nothing to hide, that, that wants to be honest, uh, actually needs to be transparent on, on both what is going well, but also on, on what the, the challenges uh, still still are. Yeah, that's a really good point because a lot of brands over the years have, have put this veneer. That's one of the reasons this podcast is out in the world because I wanted to kind of pull down some of that gloss, that mm -hmm. high gloss that people put on their business, that everything is amazing and we're doing amazing yeah. things and business is going, woof, you know, it's going in the right direction. And, you know, the world is a great place because of what we do. And, you know, we all have to be realistic at the end of the day and we all have, yeah. to, have to be honest about our business. Um, and that's, that's a really good point that you raised there. So Landra, I want to ask you about the consumer a little bit. Who do you, cause obviously I know that you, you, you've got an understanding of marketing and you've worked with some big brands. Who do you think is the perfect honest customer everyone that wants to buy a ethical denim mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is uh, as eva also said we don't make compromises on style quality and sustainability so if we look at our our consumer base we see um we see consumers that are actually doing research and that actually then find honest uh, because um yeah, we're, we're sustainable, we're circular, uh, we're ethical. Uh, that's, uh, that's a part of our consumers. But then on the other hand, we have consumers that, that just buy on us uh, because they like our style. Yeah. Uh, and that's a bit uh, how, how we also see um, our industry, but also other industries evolving. Uh, we as companies or as entrepreneurs, we should create product actually that people like, uh, that pe people like to buy. Uh, but then in uh, the most sustainable way. And uh, that's, uh, that's a bit the, um, yeah, where we believe in that honest and, and, mm -hmm. and, and how we operate. Yeah. And what about brands that you guys look at from afar? You know, I mean, obviously you're in, I know you guys went to New York last week and you must have spent a bit of time getting around a few stores and seeing what was happening in the market. What kind of brands or companies or retailers um, are inspiring you at the moment? Huh. Uh, in terms of style, I, I, I really like uh, Acne Studios, for example. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a brand that I really like. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I'm you, very. I, I've been very inspired lately by a, a French brand that's called. I, I always, I'm a bit hesitant for French pronunciation, but I think you pronounce it Marine Serre, and she's okay. like a Parisian-based designer, and she developed a very local uh, production in Paris and uses mm-hmm. only upcycled and recycled materials. But it's cool because she's doing it in the luxury segment, so she's kind of bringing this circular way of working in a new uh, segment, which I find inspiring. Amazing. The other French brand, Viron, uh, oh, yeah. they, cool they create bit. very cool, cool sneakers, uh, Comrades as well. They create also mm-hmm. very cool sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there, there are uh, quite a bit of brands out there uh, that inspire yeah. us. Uh, yeah. I saw, I saw, Con, I saw Conrad's at, um, a trade show um, and really, really impressed with their products. I mean, it looked so, so cool. I mean, are, are other categories something that you guys would look at? I mean, there are, I mean, there's brands like Veya, which is doing tremendously well at the moment in the UK um, and really hitting the right demographic. In fact, the perfect demographic as I see it um, for a brand like Honest. But is there other other categories that you are looking at that you'd like to extend the range? Because it started off as jeans, but I think, I think there is plans, isn't there, to take it into different categories? Yeah, definitely. Jeans was only the beginning. So okay. we, we really started with jeans because that's really where yeah, all the challenges from the fashion industry came yeah. together, uh, yeah. both socially and environmentally. And we like a challenge, so that was where we wanted to start with mm-hmm. jeans. Uh, but now that we kind of developed and picked this circular methodology, we can easily also apply it to other products. So yeah. we have already launched um, super um, yeah, amazing essential t-shirts, like a heavyweight one which contain 80% recycled cotton made in mm-hmm. the same circular philosophy. And we all want to yeah, merge into other products uh, as well in the near future. Yeah, yeah. And would you do that under your own steam or would you do it in collaborations? Would you use other people's expertise or would you do it as the honest brand? I think the strategy there is, is, is mutual. I think they can, they can live uh, alongside each other. Uh, mm-hmm. We definitely want to create a strong uh, core almost collection, let's say, in terms of t-shirts, overshirts, probably sweatpants and, and yeah. a um, sweatshirt and so forth. Um, but uh, of course, there are there are people that are, or brands that are more experienced in that. And um, yeah, um, operating together and, and I, I always say better together, it sounds a mm-hmm. bit cheesy, but uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that's also the way forward, sharing that expertise within the industry uh, by organizing collabs uh, but also outside of the industry can also collaborate with uh, um, with other industries and doing great things uh, things together so yeah yeah okay and and i know from a business point of view you know as i said before you are a relatively small team and it must be difficult for you guys because you're so you're so into it i know what your schedules are like you know you're here there and everywhere doing everything you know from picking a bag and going to do a trade show to getting on a plane and <laughs> flying over for meetings and everything else how do you get your business kind of um drive i mean what's what kind of team do you have around you um from a from a management perspective that that you can tap into um can you share anything on that or not uh, you mean our board of directors <laughs> yeah potentially yeah, yes yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know lander i'm intrigued and you know we've not had this conversation before but i'm really really intrigued about what what i see is a great brand with some really lovely people who produce an amazing product and then i find out you've got some heavy hitters behind the business you know and for me that is like tick tick and a big big tick because the problem not the problem but the some of the problems that 
smaller brands, startup brands, regardless to how amazing their idea is or how amazing their product is, really difficult to it's difficult for them to kick step into the next league um so yeah i would love to find out a little bit about the yeah. management team um, that would be yeah. amazing yeah so the management team uh, operationally wise it's eva and me at this moment uh but but as you mentioned yeah we we uh, can tap into quite a bit of of expertise uh in terms of uh, investors in our company and and advisors in our uh, in our board um, and that has all to do with, with the story of Honest and that, that resonates very well with some uh, industry leaders. So uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're quite proud that we have uh, Anne Chappelle uh, in our uh, board, uh, mm -hmm. which is, she's known from uh, Anne Möhlemeester and Heider Ackermann. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that's nice that Eva and I can, can uh, yeah, use her expertise as well in, in mm -hmm. uh, driving and, and the business and moving forward. Uh, but we also have a um, yeah, Belgian Antwerp-based uh, investment fund, uh, Freshman, and that's uh, actually a coalition of uh, industry leaders as well. There are quite a bit of uh, retailers uh, on board there, uh, and they bring that uh, that expertise also uh, uh -huh. in uh, in our company. And we have two um, uh, investment funds, uh, family family owned. Um, uh -huh. And um, last but not least, uh, three um, yeah social economy uh, funds uh, that are investing only in like uh, organizations or companies that have a social element or a yeah. circular sustainable element, uh, and that's also very interesting because they they also bring that expertise in in terms of um, yeah new uh, innovative techniques and so forth. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think at today we have a very good mix in terms of uh, industry expertise, uh, sustainability expertise in our board, but also financial and marketing expertise and, yeah. and all that together. You it's see amazing. that it helps us to accelerate. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Having that armory, you know, having the, the big guns in the in the, in the back definitely helps. But at the end of the day, it's up to you two and and the team, obviously, to to run the day to day things, which is which is challenging. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. no, no, it's great. What kind of just very quickly before we finish, I want to find out a little bit more about what you guys have got planned for, for the rest of this year, potentially, um, or uh, whether or not you can say anything. I don't know. I know there are some secrets, <laughs> but um, what kind of things are you working on, Eva? We're working on really exciting things for 2022. Uh, so first off, when we launched our, our current collection one and a half years ago, it was mainly online. So we did like an online online launch. And since the end of summer, we have an amazing colleague in our team who's working really on, on retail in the Benelux, so Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. But also we're really working on uh, for 2022 to be present in every big city around yeah. the world, basically. Amazing. That's basically our, our goal. And mm -hmm. we, yeah, we are, we have some uh, really good partners to, to make that happen. So that's a really exciting and uh, an important goal for us this year. Then besides that, we're also uh, on a product more like innovation R&D level. We're really working also on, um, yeah, increasing the percentage of recycled costs and even further. So mm -hmm. we can use even less than 360 liters of water per jeans. And then, uh, as we mentioned, we also have exciting projects to uh, or plans to merge also into other products. So we're yeah. we're working on a, an overshirt. We're also working on a very 
impactful project in India where we'll use re regenerative uh, cotton mm -hmm. to create a capsule collection and through that also really support the local farmers and communities in uh, transitioning to that farming technique. So yeah, we have really exciting things on the- uh, Wow, the it, is, it is superb. And I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a great fan, as you know, of the product and, and the brand. And um, it's, it's gonna be a really exciting time. I think, as you say, once more people understand it, once they know it, once they see it, once they wear it, um, and once they share that, you know, that enjoyment, then I think it will just snowball and snowball and snowball. So mm -hmm. I think there's great things yeah. ahead. So. Also, how I see it is also in terms of yeah, reach. I mean, we also want to reach as many people sharing our knowledge and also our products and showing that a circular way um, at scale is possible. So we don't have to continue with all the harmful techniques mm -hmm. and practices that we've been using in the fashion industry for so long that we can really transition to a circular economy at scale because yeah, we're already doing it. So yeah, yeah. that's also what I mean in that sense. Yeah. That's super cool. And Landa, just to finish off, have you got anything you'd like to say to anyone that has bought jeans in the past um, <laughs> or buying jeans in the future? Have you got any closing statements? Uh, let's be honest.au. I think uh, <laughs> that's what I want to say if you buy jeans in the future. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Short, Let me just, I think... I'll just reiterate the website. So it's let's be honest.eu. Okay. That's, that's where you go. If you want to buy, you want to do the right thing and buy some great jeans and be honest about it. That's where you go. And um, how else can people get in touch with you guys is um, what's the best way for them to connect with the brand? Would you say? Um, I think on our, on our website, um, everything, uh, you find our contact details, uh, in terms of press, uh, if you want to yeah. do a collaboration, we yeah. have somebody in the team that will take care of that. We just mm -hmm. have our general email, uh, and that works, that works the best to reach out or drop us yeah. a DM on, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I really thank you both for your time. As I say, I know you're very busy and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great brand and, uh, it's, it's lovely to be associated with it and, uh, I wish you both well and, uh, have a great day. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Warren. It was a very nice chat. <laughs> See you. Bye-bye. Eva and Landa there from The Brand Honest. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Please check out their website, letsbehonest.eu, or drop them a message on LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you, especially if you're inspired by everything that those guys are doing. Anyway, stick around because I want to tell you a little bit about what's happening next week. So hopefully you will be familiar with the phrase denim on denim. And actually, that's exactly what we're doing because this week has always been about denim. And next week is also about denim because I'm talking to a really, really inspirational guy, a guy called David Hyatt. And we're going to be talking about his fascinating story through the highs and the lows of somebody who's very, very highly respected in the industry. So can I also ask, if you don't know David, um, please follow him on LinkedIn or just check his posts out because every single post that he does, he drops these wonderful nuggets of vision. And um, I'm so pleased to have him on. It was a while since we did this recording, but I'm delighted to say he's going to be the next show. So hopefully I will see you um, and you can listen to my conversation with David. Um, have a great week and I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Behind the Brands was brought to you in association with beforestores.com. Go check it out. You can discover new brands, meet the makers and their products before they go into stores. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to leave us a review. We'd really appreciate your feedback. You can also subscribe for future episodes 
by tapping the follow button wherever you get your podcasts. So, until next time, keep learning, keep listening, and keep creative.